This is this is Technologies Employee Podcast. Podcast. Plugged in. This is plugged in. Plugged in. Plugged in. Plugged in. Welcome back to Plugged In, everybody. This episode, we are carrying over from the June M3 corporate strategy topic of the Ishins program. Um, today, we have with us Tom Clark and Wade Leipold to talk through the Ishins program. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Haley. Um, you guys want to start by introducing yourselves and your positions here at Faith? Hello, my name is uh, Wade Leipold. I'm Director of Solution Strategy. My position in a little bit more detail, we all know the Solutions Group is pretty new. I've come in to help kind of coordinate that overall strategy where we're looking at uh, through the Ishin program, through our Connected Breaker strategy, and also taking a deeper look at industrial automation and how Faith continues to proceed in that direction. Thanks, Wade. Uh, this is Tom Clark, uh, president of the Solutions Group. So, so leading that overall uh, group, as, as we've talked even in, in previous podcasts about what we're trying to do and in the initiative um, within the Solutions Center of Excellence. So, so leading that effort and, and, and bringing all those pieces together. Great. So since we're here to talk about the Ishins program, do you guys want to start by giving us a little bit of background and origin of the Ishins program? Kind of why did Faith create this training program? Yeah, I, I could take that one, Haley. And it really started, at, as a lot of things um, within Faith and the growth, started really with a vision from, from Mike Jansen. And, you know, Mike was seeing some things develop within the industry as it relates to the digital transformation um, and what we were learning from Schneider Electric through our partnership with them. Um, in terms of the way that electricians have worked in the past, in terms of uh, being able to help buildings and, and being able to help clients with their buildings, um, it's changing. So, so in addition to just being able to, to kind of work in the traditional electrical sense, there's this whole digital add-on part um, of what's happening within the electrical trade. Um, so in addition to, to carrying a tool belt to be able to do their job, we know that in the future, uh, many of our electricians and technicians are going to have to carry a laptop to be able to access the digital information that is being created by all the systems that they've installed throughout the construction process and throughout what they were doing. So really it was that that vision of Mike and, and what he had and, and that partnership with Schneider to see where is the industry going and what does digital transformation mean to, to faith technologies and, and the contracting business. Good. So in terms of the training that's going to be required to prepare an issue, I guess, what does that look like? You mentioned that, you know, it's going to center around technology and the use of laptops and monitoring, but what does that actual curriculum or the training look like? I have that. Thank you, Jessica. This is Wade. In general, this is a this is new. It's it's that hybrid version. What does that electrician of the future look like? And not only is that technical skill going to be very important, there's a big business piece that uh, these individuals will need to have too. And that interaction with the customer, understanding the pain points as we move into this building in the manufacturing industries in more depth. And, and Tom hit it saying, you know, there's a lack of how these owners know how to take care of business right now. On the manufacturing side, within the next decade, it looks like there's going to be a shortage of around 2 million skilled individuals that just want to have the technical knowledge to be able to take on where factories of the future are going. So the curriculum is going to be pretty diverse. We're, we're building it out right now. It's, it's pretty exciting, but we will be going over some of the new technologies that are out there, going connected, uh, connected devices around edge controls, PLCs, power monitoring experts, and then the apps and analytics on top of it so that these issues will be able to analyze a lot of that data coming in and then make recommendations to our clients on micro and macro type projects um, to help with productivity and efficiencies in their industry. So how long do the issues stay in the training program for? 
Training right now, there's two tracks. So as we take a look at it, we really feel it's gonna be broken down into two segments. We're gonna have the building healthcare and data center track, and then the CPG, which consumer product good manufacturing track. Building healthcare data center, 10 weeks is, is what the curriculum set up for right now. And then the CPG manufacturing will be 12 weeks. The reason for the additional time on the CPG manufacturing is due to the industrial automation piece, really learning the PLCs, drives, and our human machine interfaces, HMIs. And we'll be teaching that both from a Schneider and Rockwell standpoint. Good. I understand the timing for the first edition program is end of July. Uh, where, where are you guys at with the application and selection process? So we're moving right along. We've, we've moved through the application process. We're going through selection uh, right now. It should be finished here by the end of the week. And then, as you mentioned, we'll be kicking training off on July 29th, hopefully. And then with that 10 to 12 weeks, we'll be finishing up early to mid-October and really want these issues out with our clients uh, in November. Awesome. So a little bit more about the application selection process. What are you guys really looking for in employees that you choose for this program? Do you have specific criteria that you're really looking for? Yeah, I mean, we looked at a, a we did look at a variety of, of information, and there were, there was really three main components that we looked at. The first was how they rated themselves and the competencies that we're looking at. So there was five or six competencies or technical competencies that we wanted them to rate themselves on. So that was the first part. How did they rate themselves in terms of, of what they understood? The second part was was how the workforce managers rated them on what I'll say are some of the softer skills you know that that they're going to have because uh, there's going to be a lot of client interactions with these roles so so we wanted to make sure that the workforce managers who work very closely with them um, were able to give an evaluation in terms of that and then the third part was actually a strength finder so it was an assessment that we had them take to understand what is their personality type what is their learning style what motivates them and and, and those types of things so so those were the three components that that we did and, and used to um, evaluate who's going to be a part of that program so and while I want to say it wasn't completely scientific, there was some a, a little bit of, of thought and strategy behind how we looked at that. So we made sure um, we were getting the right people that, uh, in terms of who we were looking for. So as the Ishin strategy was really refined and some of those details were you know, better outlined, we've all had a chance to learn more about you know, what you're looking for in an Ishin, what that curriculum looks like, when that first program is going to begin and end. I guess what's next? So if employees are hearing this and beginning to understand you know, is there another opportunity for them to participate in an upcoming program? The short answer is absolutely. You know, the the, the long answer is the, the cool thing about this pilot group. So the first ones that are in this pilot group, um, and as Wade talked about the curriculum, him and, and that team has done a phenomenal job of putting together the curriculum for the first program. But it's going to be critical for the future success of this program that those individuals have input as to what this looks like moving forward. Because the vision is that in three or four years from now, we have 500 plus of these issues out there working you know, with, with our clients. So we're not going to have 500 in this first program, obviously, but we want to be able to get there. So, so yes, there is a long-term plan. Timing of that shortly after you know, we're, uh, this program is done, we're going to take time to take all the feedback that we got from the, the pilot group. Uh, modify and then and then we'll be kicking off the next group shortly after that. So so there definitely is this is going to be a long term program and something that we will be focused on over the next few years. I know Mike on the M three he spoke about how even he doesn't really know what the issue is going to look like in the future. But can you guys give an example of how they will work in on the field or on a job site? 
Yeah, yeah great question. And, and this is still being built out and, and we're learning a lot as we go along. What we really want to do is move from that preventative to that predictive model. We really want to be an asset to our clients out there, be that trusted advisor to really drive industry forward. So what we picture these issues doing is, you know, in the past we would do IR scans or infrared scans looking for heat or certain conditions uh, around power and so forth. Moving forth, we want to be that constant presence, that constant monitoring, really move into more of that predictive nature where we're constantly measuring current going through a particular circuit and then being able to analyze that data and feed that back to our clients and say, hey, have you noticed over the past couple months that we're continuing to see an increase in amperage down here? And then start to dig down and say, well, what's on that circuit? Oh, we got a motor. There is so much money for our manufacturers out there when you look at a you know, an unknown breakdown, a reactive breakdown, compared to something where they can proactively change it at their at their own time. There's so much cost savings out there, and that's really where we feel that we can help benefit our clients. Yeah, in addition, on the on what I'll say is on the building side, and and you know, just recently we were having a, a conversation uh, with one of our clients that's going to be building a commercial office building, and and we're talking with. How do we install more connected systems um, within uh, their building to be able to monitor power usage, comfort of the employees, all of those um, items? And, and the question that came back to us is, uh, we get that there's going to be a lot of data that, that we can get out of our building with this digital transformation, but how are we going to take that data and actually make improvements for our business? So when we can have these issues trained to understand what that data is and how to use that data so the client can make improvements to, to improve energy consumption, to improve you know, employee comfort and satisfaction within that building. That's when it's going to be really powerful. So, so that's really, you know, what the end goal is to, how do they use this data to make improvements for the client? Because the client is going to want to pay for this unless it's helping their business. So I think that covers just about all of the topics we wanted to cover on the Ishin program. If employees are seeking information or have additional questions, who should they be reaching out to? Yeah, I think there's a there's a, a few different contacts. Um, you know, first first off and foremost, myself, uh, Tom Clark. Please feel free to give me a call or or send me a message anytime. Uh, obviously, Wade Wade Leipold is, is there to be able to, to answer any questions. Chris Jansen, um, who's been integral and in, in part of the design of this program, is there to answer questions. And Heather Lemke. Um, so any of those individuals would be great sources. If you've got questions, we'll make sure we get those answered and, and get those back out to you. Great. Thanks so much for coming on today, guys. Sounds good. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us, everyone. And please comment on this episode to let us know your thoughts. Or if you have any suggestions for future episodes, you can also email us at communications at faithtechnologies.com. Lastly, remember that you can now add plugged into your mobile device if you haven't already. So just head out to the podcast section on the homepage of the portal for the instructions. And thanks again for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. Plugged in.